Welcome to the Avadian Podcast. I'm Eric Chambers, your social media and public relations specialist. Today, we're delighted to be joined by Mr. Bob Dickerson. He's the executive director of Birmingham Business Resource Center. The BBRC works to assist local businesses by offering them resources like seminars, workshops, sometimes financial assistance with the ultimate goal of giving these businesses the tools they need to increase revenue and succeed. How are you today, Bob? Eric, I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm well. Thank you for asking. It's a pleasure to have you on today. Tell us a little bit about the BBRC and how it got started. Wow. Well, you know, I'll try not to take the entire time talking about the beginnings of the BBRC, but, you know, I get excited every time I talk about this. So I am an ex-banker. As a matter of fact, sometimes I refer to myself as a recovering banker. And um, and back in the early 90s, when I was working for AmSouth Bank, I had an opportunity to step out of banking and to start my own business and to start working with banks around the Community Reinvestment Act to try to make sure that their CRA or community reinvestment activities were were actually compatible with some of the things that were happening in the city of Birmingham. Well, that gave me a close association with not only the mayor of Birmingham at that time, Dick Arrington, but also the heads of the Department of Economic Development and the Department of Community Development at City Hall. And I always expressed to them ideas that I had. And I had an idea that there needed to be a one-stop for small business finance and technical assistance. And so that was the uh, BBRC, as we began to call it. And so because of the fact that I had access to the mayor and to these city leaders, including the chief of staff and a few city council members, they actually heard me out and, uh, and gave some credence to my ideas. And back in March of 1996, I received what they called a letter of appointment to establish the Birmingham Business Resource Center. And we opened our doors in November of 1996 and just celebrated our 25th anniversary uh, this past November. Congratulations on 25 years. That's that's some impressive longevity. I'll tell you the truth. It went by so fast. It doesn't really seem like it's been that far. So a message to all you young people, time flies whether you're having fun or not. I can vouch for that myself. It seems like yesterday I was graduating college and now I'm a homeowner, married, and looking to start a family. Can you tell us more about the financial assistance component of the BBRC and what that looks like? We think we have something that helps everybody. And keep in mind, a financial institution can't help everyone. If you're sometimes a startup, early stage, uh, if you've had some financial challenges, some credit challenges, then a financial institution might not be able to help you at this moment. Well, we think we have something for everyone. So one of the things that I brought to this, Eric, was a philosophy. And that philosophy was, number one, that there is likely an entrepreneur in all of us. The key is how do we find it and define it and pull it out and actualize it, whether it's a small business, a microenterprise, being self-employed, having a business on the side, those of us who want and have entrepreneurial zeal should have somebody to help cultivate that. We've pledged and for the past quarter century been available to businesses and business owners from all shapes, sizes, challenges. It doesn't matter. 
we are there to help and, and we've been successful in, in trying to help folks. We thought that businesses needed three things and then those three things haven't changed over a quarter century. Uh, businesses needed capacity and we always need to help business owners increase capacity. Businesses need to access capital and we've also tried to help our business owners have access to capital through our loan programs. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that. And finally, businesses need customers. A, a sign on the wall of one of my former bosses when I worked at Citizens Federal Savings Bank, uh, Lou Willie, said, nothing happens until somebody says something. And that sign not only resonated with me then, it continues to resonate with me now as I think about how we help small businesses. Uh, because I understand that regardless of how we help increase capacity and, you know, if we're able to to provide financing, these businesses need to have access to market opportunities. They've got to make sales in order to remain viable. And they've got to remain viable in order to pay back the loans that we make them. So all those things work together. So so we just think that we've got something for everybody. If you're not ready for financing now, then we put you in one of our capacity building and coaching programs. If you're, you know, if you're ready for financing but don't have an opportunity to sell, then we try to help you in our vendor and supplier development program. And if you're ready for finance, then we do that several ways. In addition to having microloan programs that we run out of our offices having an SBA 504 loan program that we run out of our offices. We've always tried to maintain really good relationships with other lenders, banks and credit unions and CDFIs, so that when a customer needs something that we don't have, when there's a, a loan product that we don't actually have or somebody else has one that's better or more applicable to their needs, then we're able to make those referrals. So so we just try to we, we try to live up to that moniker that we kind of established, which is the one-stop shop for small business finance and related technical assistance. That's been that's been what we've tried to be for the last 25 years, and we're still trying to live up to that. That's part of how we began building a relationship with the BBRC. Oftentimes, small businesses aren't ready for some of the products that we offer. BBRC gives us the opportunity to refer these businesses to a different option as opposed to slamming the door in their face. We can send them your way to take care and learn and grow as a business owner. Yeah, you know, we've, we've always thought about how to not say no, even when we have to say not now. And so one of the things that I think that personally I've been successful doing in counseling businesses or, or is helping them see maybe why yes isn't the answer today uh, and helping them see it. It's not, it's not so much for me to see it because I'm a trained banker. I spent 20 years in banking before I started the BBRC. So, so yeah, I get it, but it's not enough for me to get it. The business owner has to get it. They have to understand a couple of things. They have to understand what lenders look for in a successful client, credit worthiness, cash flow, um, solid ideas and business plans, those things. And then they have to understand what lenders look at, financial statements, credit reports, those kinds of things. Uh, and, and when they can look at themselves through the lens of a lender, 
then they understand why the answer to their request might not have been yes. But I think more importantly, what they understand is how to get to yes. And, and we, I actually do a seminar, a workshop that I've done online. It's called Getting Your Bank to Say Yes. And we go through all of this to, you know, what do you have to do as a business owner to get a yes from your bank? Because we always want people to say yes, whether we're asking for as a child a piece of candy or, or ice cream or, or as a business owner for a small business loan. We want the answer to be yes. And so, you know, we've spent a lot of time and effort trying to make sure business owners know how to make a financial institution say yes to their loan request. It can be difficult as well. I love the philosophy that everyone has an entrepreneur in them. A lot of times those entrepreneurial ideas are born out of great passion and emotion. They don't always think through those early stages and what it would take to get a yes. Education can be the difference between success and failure for some of these business owners. True. Uh, You know, I've always, again, counseled folks to, you know, people say, oh, do a business plan. Well, no, I I think a business plan is important, but I think accessing your credit worthiness and determining how much money you are likely to be able to invest in your business, whether it be from personal funds or from borrowed funds, is what you use to base your business plan on. So it keeps you from going out and developing a business plan that requires, say, a million dollars and your your credit worthiness, meaning what you have plus what you can borrow, is, say, 300000 So your plan is going to be off automatically because it's not going to match up. Your plan is not going to match up with you, you know, what you can get and what you have. And so those things are very important. But when folks understand that, it, it really lessens their frustration because they're not chasing the million-dollar project with the ability to leverage it with, you know, with 100000 or or less than it takes. So if, if, if I know what I've got and what I'm able to leverage that to get and I base my business plan on those numbers as opposed to something I put at the air or the sky or, you know, wherever I got it from, then I got a more realistic chance. And so the thing we want people to have is a realistic chance and to approach this with, you know, realism, you know, so they aren't out here, you know, making mistakes. People do make a lot of mistakes. Sometimes you can make mistakes whether you, you know, think you got all the answers right or not. So it's hard enough out here to succeed, but you don't need to dig a hole for yourself by miscalculating uh, what it takes for you to launch and grow and, and be able to survive in business. These are not low stakes prospects. We're talking about people quitting their jobs and pouring their entire life savings into these startups. No one wants to see someone unable to feed their families because their business failed. Other factors that these entrepreneurs don't consider like marketing and accounting. Uh, do y'all provide educational opportunities on those subjects as well? Yeah. Yeah. We, we expose people to the gambit of, uh, of those kinds of things. For example, we run a program, a boot camp every year for, for a group of businesses. Usually it's about 12. And so they're exposed to, you know, accounting and accounting principles. We try to help make sure that they understand their financial statements and not, not just rely on their bookkeeper or accountant. Uh, they're exposed to marketing and marketing principles and maybe some of the newer ways of doing marketing and public relations. Uh, then they're also exposed to banking and finance, so they understand how 
the world of banking and finance works. And then, not finally, because it's, it's more extensive, they're also exposed to um, tips and ideas on how to do business, how to, how to do business with corporate America, for example, how to do business-to-business transactions and relationships. Today's day and age, it's really important that we make sure that they are operating in a safe and secure environment, uh, cybersecurity, uh, making sure that they protected themselves, uh, making sure that they protected their customers. Those are, are all important aspects uh, that businesses need to know. And, you know, you may be a great plumber or mechanic or cook, but you may not get some of these other things. So one of the things that we found um, that's important for businesses is that those businesses understand those things that operate on the periphery. may not be part of your expertise, but they are important parts of your business. And so how you master those, what you know about those, or if you're able to go out and hire professionals to help you with those aspects are all ways to conquer that. But these things are necessary, counting human resources, those are just, just a couple of things that operate technology. You can't get away from that now. So if you're not an expert, you got to figure out a way to develop the expertise or find another expert. Do you help small businesses connect with outside contractors who might be able to assist them with the marketing and human resources side of things? Yes, yes. We have a, we have a cadre of accountants and other counselors and marketing professionals that, uh, that first of all, have given us time and they, they, they spend their time pro bono with our groups of business owners when we're doing our workshops and seminars. And, and so that gives us a good opportunity to introduce folks to these, you know, professionals. And then we have a really good referral pipeline back and forth because these same professionals are getting business owners that need our services. So it's, it's really a good relationship inside our local business ecosystem. So I'm really happy that we've got, oh, probably 20 or so individuals, accountants, uh, marketing professionals, business counselors, and other uh, small business development organizations that work together to try to make sure that local businesses have a better shot at being successful. Having a community of fellow professionals backing you is huge. It can be a boost to your confidence when you're heading into the uncertainty of starting your own business. Especially here in Birmingham, we've seen a lot of restaurants and breweries coming in over the last decade. Have you been a part of some of that growth? I'm sure with your time in Birmingham, you've seen plenty of change in the local business landscape. Yeah, I can, I can ride down the street and, and generally find a business or two that we helped in some way. Uh, you know, I'll ride down the street and find a building that we help finance or, you know, see a sign up for a company that we recognize. So it's always gratifying. You know, to be able to, to, to see something that you played a part in, in making happen. And yes, the, the Birmingham community, and in many cases with our SBA program, the state of Alabama is, um, you know, is full of projects and businesses that we had some role in helping to start, grow, and develop. So, how large is your footprint? So, our SBA program is statewide. So our okay. SBA development company, company makes loans statewide. As a matter of fact, we have actually done some projects in neighboring states. We've done projects in Florida and Tennessee and in Georgia. Those are few and far between uh, just because of some of the SBA rules. But, uh, but yes, but, and, but our technical assistance and capacity building programs, we have focused them mostly in the Birmingham market. However, 
uh, over the last two years, we've actually uh, helped some companies in Mississippi, Tennessee, and Georgia, and actually one from Florida uh, in 2021. Uh, the workshops and seminars and other programs that we have the last couple of years, we've had them all Zoom. So, you know, people have come from everywhere. But prior to, you know, the COVID pandemic, when we were doing things in person, most of those companies were from the Birmingham market. When you host these seminars, do you have them recorded for businesses to access later? Yeah, most of them, and when we were doing them live, were just live. Are the ones that we've done on Zoom, some of those have been, uh, you know, have been recorded. I don't know that we've edited any for uh, future dissemination, but it's certainly something that's uh, in our, <laughs> we hope it's not in our plan because we really would prefer to have people back in person. So our, our, you know, our aspirational goal is that starting in the spring, we'll be able to do more and more stuff in person. But yes, having recording these seminars and workshops for future dissemination uh, is some, something that's certainly on our minds and we're figuring out how to do it and really be able to deliver a quality product. You know, a lot of times, as you know, the recorder zoom and then make it really attractive and palatable to the future listener it might not be as easy as just getting on here and let's let's just talk. And so we're working to develop our capacity in that area. I won't say that we got it worked out yet. I completely understand. We've had to pivot some meetings to our members for, to virtual and we've had to learn to edit on the fly. You don't always recognize how much work it takes to produce a polished video product until you dig in and you try to do it yourself. Yeah, well, you want it to come out looking right. And so, and, and I'm real particular, uh, maybe a little bit too much. We've got some stuff that I, I've looked at it again and I said, nah, I'm not showing this. It didn't, the lighting wasn't right or the you know, camera angle wasn't right for, for whatever reason. But it is something that I think all of us are going to have to work to master because I'm not sure that we'll ever go back to 2018, 2019 ways of doing things, even though I'd like for us to. A lot of businesses getting started don't necessarily understand how important that is for branding. You understand better than anyone that putting a polished foot forward is important. Anything you put out to the public is a direct reflection of your organization. Everything you do has to project professionalism or it could hurt your credibility with clients or potential clients. You could say that again. And that is so true. I, I guess people sometimes miss that. You know, I've had people say, oh, no, there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. And I'm thinking, no. <laughs> okay is one thing. People don't choose businesses because they're just okay. You have to strive to be better than that. Well, the thing is, when you put something out there, it's out there forever. You can't guarantee that you can get it back so or improve on it and get it back. We, we're working on trying to figure out how to really make this these workshops and seminars work so that we're happy with them and they say what we need them to say and then they look like we need them to look. Hey, we're being aspirational in that way. So I'm going to throw you a curveball here. You said you think all of us have a small business idea or an entrepreneur inside of us. What kind of business or startup would you be leading if you weren't running the BBRC? <laughs> wow, you did throw me a curveball. Um, if you didn't say small business, I'd say I'd be a football coach. My dad was a coach. I've always loved sports. I probably would have been good. And I see the money that Nick Saban and all them guys are making. And so maybe that's just <laughs> my dream. <laughs> maybe that's just my dream. No, I've been, I spent a little time in the entertainment business. 
And so I've um, I've been a part of a record label, and I've also been a part of working, doing concert production, and I really liked artist management. So I think if I were doing just recently, up until recently, I was the executive producer of a radio program, a syndicated gospel radio program. And so if I were not doing this, I think my business would be something connected to radio, music, and entertainment. You know, that's quite a coincidence. My original goal with my PR degree was to uh, promote a concert venue. My very first job in communications was at Workplay Theater here in Birmingham as an intern. I think the entrepreneur inside of me would either like to start his own venue or maybe host a podcast that was music related. As we wrap up this episode, we want to make sure people out there know where to find more information about the BBRC. So can you tell us where to find you? Our website is mybbrc.biz, mybbrc.biz. Check us out. We're located in the Innovation Depot, which is the, the incubator downtown First Avenue and 15th Street. Our phone number, and you can always call, is 205-250-6380, and all that information is available on the website. Uh, We do have a pretty active social media presence, so uh, you can hook up with us on Facebook, and we're available, we're accessible, and and again, we don't mind talking to anybody. I I think that we, we have the the willingness to engage with uh, with anybody who wants to engage with us and uh, and think that we can advise you regardless of the stage that your business are in, is in, uh, regardless of what challenges you may have had. So so we welcome the opportunity to talk. Um, you know, our goal is to help everybody we can. Look us up online, follow us on social media, Birmingham Business Resource Center, or give us a phone call. And you can find all of that information in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today, Bob. Eric, I appreciate the opportunity. This has been great. Thank you so much for thinking of us. We don't have a big marketing budget, so this is tremendous. You just don't know how much we appreciate it. We're always delighted to promote people and organizations who are working to better our community and help small businesses grow. Thank you for listening, everyone. Again, if you want more information about the BBRC, follow the link here in the description to their website. This has been the Evadian Podcast. Have a delightful day.